0: Log Talk Radio. Hey, this is Michael McClure with Raise the Bar Blog Talk Radio coming at you this. Beautiful sunny afternoon, unseasonably warm where I am in suburban Detroit, and uh, just super excited to be here with you today. The topic we're talking about is uh, to top the topic we're talking about today is absolutely one that's truly near and dear to my heart. Uh, one of the companies that I founded was based upon this general topic, so really looking forward to speaking with our special guest today, who I believe. Knows more about this topic probably than anyone else in our industry, and I mean that literally. But before I get to that, before I introduce him, I just wanted to mention a couple of things really quickly. Uh, one is that the Raise the Bar blog talk radio show is now on iTunes or at least I believe that it is. We were told that we were there. I haven't actually gone to look, but I did apply for that, and um, uh, I'm going to check after the show to make sure that we're there. But So you can listen in to prior episodes uh, on iTunes, if you'd like, as opposed to doing it on the Blog Talk Radio website. Also want to thank you for... The incredible support that we're getting on the show. I continue to be amazed at the listenership that we get. I was speaking with our last guest from now whatever it was five days ago, Mark Davison and sharing the, the listenership stats with him and he and I had a little wager on that and he's already lost the bet meaning that we've had more listeners to his show than he thought we would. So again we really appreciate your support and then finally interestingly uh, last night on ABC News there was a segment about um, people cheating in online reviews, and we're going to talk more about that uh, right now. I also wrote a blog post that I'd like to direct you to, which is on verifiedagent.com. Um, also, want to mention that we've had a major overhaul of our blog on verifiedagent.com. So I. would I'd love it if you'd stop in there, take a look, and let us know what you think of the new look. It's sort of a Pinterest sort of a look that we think makes the post much more uh, viewable, absorbable, absorbable, and understandable. So all that being said, I'd like to introduce our special guest today. His name is Steve Passanelli. Um, my guess is that almost everyone who's listening to this show or who will listen to this show knows who Steve is, uh, has a very high profile within the industry, one of the sharpest, uh, most professional young guys that that I know in the game. He's one of the co-founders of techsavvyagent.com, which, of course, everyone knows techsavvyagent.com, works at MOVE, travels the country speaking on various topics, including this one. And, oh, by the way, this is his third uh, event of the day in which he's been a featured speaker. So uh, we just really want to give a a, a huge... Raise the bar welcome to you, Steve Passanelli. Thank you for being here today.
1: Uh, thank you, Michael. And its, it's uh, I don't know about going after Mark Davison, <laughs> those are some big shoes to fill.
0: Well, he, you know, Mark, as you as as you know, obviously, Mark is a very smart guy. But you know, in your own right, you're just as much of an expert on the things that you know about as he is about the things that he knows about. So, for those few people who might listen to the show who don't know who you are, why don't you add to what I what I mentioned about you, if you wouldn't mind, just to uh, give a more complete st- picture of your background and the expertise that you bring to bear in this topic today?
1: Sure, sure.
0: Um, well, I don't know if
1: i like you said, a young young man. I don't know if I'm young anymore, Michael. Compared to <laughs> me,
0: you are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so 35, but the day I got out of college, I was always in the real estate technology industry in, in some way, and I started uh, selling top producer programs, you know, office to office, and got acclimated really quick into the, the play of a realtor and, you know, just trying to sell contact management systems to agents back in the day that, that weren't ready for, for technology, um, and then... It got acquired by Move, top producer or home store, I should say, and I moved up and started selling you know, Realtor.com products and and began speaking on technology and that's my passion. I just love technology, you know, in general. Uh, I have a passion for ph- photography, technology, uh, and that's what I talk about in my my classes and that's what I do at Move is is analyze different technology tools that are out there and how agents can use them in their business.
0: Well, do you remember I told you that on my Mac one of my you know i have a whole bunch of i don't know what they call it on a mac you know we have multiple home screens you know how you can toggle among multiple yeah. home screens Basically. i think i told you that one of your photos is is one of my screensavers on one of my home screens it's this oh yeah it's like almost looks like a picture from mars of like a of like a lunar landscape almost it's a crazy i'm it's looking Hawaii. at it right now it's an ocean yes. picture that is like a burnt sienna kind of a tent. yep but you are you are an amazing photographer, and I I apologize for not mentioning that. But uh, in any event, as Steve just indicated, he's he's a, a technophobe, um, a, a speaker, and again, more specifically as it relates to today's topic, he's a guy who has been um, analyzing, studying, uh, speaking about, and following this issue, which I think is a huge issue of online reputation, and as yeah. we As we move into this, you know, I I shouldn't say as we move into the digital era, we're already here. It's really a matter of as we all catch up and recognize just how crucial this is, I think, you know, more and more people are going to start focusing in on this topic and that's why I think this conversation is going to be one of the most valuable we've ever had in the three years of this show. So why don't we start with the basics, Steve? Why Why don't you walk us through... Um, kind of a snapshot of how it is that you think people find agents in today's day and age.
1: And, yeah, definitely, Michael. Um, and and I just want to also bring up one thing because you, you mentioned it really briefly in the beginning about the uh, the article that's on your blog, which which I did read this morning. Um, and that just goes to show you, just to re- reiterate your point, how important online reputation is not just for the real estate industry, but for everyone on this planet. If people are trying to fake reviews, so people will come to their business, and that's basically what it was. People on Yelp were faking reviews, and Yelp is trying to crack down on it. And we'll discuss this later, how Yelp is one of the trickier websites to uh, to get reviews on. But if people are trying to fake that, then there's value. There's value in those reviews right there. So um, I think that... Kicks it off on on the right foot. Reviews are, are constantly around us. It's in every. It invaded every facet of our life. You know, I mean, you don't buy a three dollar and ninety nine cent movie from from Apple TV unless that has three or three and a half stars or more. No one no one wants to spend three dollars ninety nine cent on a two star movie. And every other thing that you buy in your life, and it's not just not just movies, but services and products, you check out the reviews first. I mean, how many times have you been in a uh, you know, a store, and you're thinking about buying something, Michael, and you click you on your phone, you look up the reviews while you're standing in front of the product, and you decide whether or not you're going to buy that product based on what your phone says. 100%
0: agree points? with you. As a matter of fact, if, if I could possibly share with the listeners what I personally do when it comes to things like uh, buying a TV or yeah. buying my next computer, um, e- even though I know I'm going to buy a Mac, for example, even, I, I still will spend. An outrageous amount of time going through and comparing the specs from model to model, doing the research on well, why do people choose this one over that one? Is the, is four gig of RAM enough? Is two, yes. you know, is two enough? And I've even done it for, and I bet you've done the same thing, Steve, where I want to buy an app for my iPhone that literally costs ninety nine cents,
1: and I will
0: spend forty eight dollars of my labor time reading <laughs> reviews for a $0.99 cent app. Yeah. I really do. It's
1: amazing. And the funny thing is that you're reading reviews of people that you do not know, people that you have not met before, but just based on the concept of social you know, social proof, oh, this many people said this. It's got to be right. And that's why people are starting to game reviews and ratings because they know how powerful of a motivator it can be.
0: Yeah. And, and, and another stupid little example is right now I'm wearing a pair of Nike Free's. And i am I normally wear a size nine. These particular shoes are nine and a half. Why did I buy nine and a half instead of nine because there were Great enough example. enough reviewers who said loved the shoe, but it was a half size tight Love the yep. shoe, but it was a half so I bought the nine and a half they fit perfectly, and I love them and again that's just you know that's a, i think a really good reason why I personally am so invested in these reviews because i've i've come to trust them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so and it's you know, it's not just for apparel and clothes or T V or movies. You no, know, it's everything. It comes right back around to real estate. And you know, so let's go biggest- back to
0: my let's go back to my original yeah. question about so um from the from the learning and research that you've done and, and again I know you've also spent a lot of your time talking to agents and just talking to people. What's the process that you think or, or what what does the research show is the process that most people go through to choose an agent? Well, I, I just read the uh,
1: the 2012 NAR home buyers and uh, or profiled home buyers and sellers report, which came out last week at the at the NAR convention. And I skimmed through that, and it still shows that the most common way for people to find a real estate agent is to simply walk up to a friend, you know, in real life, and then not in technology, but walk up to a friend and simply ask them do you know a good real estate agent? Because that's the review. Those are the the reviews of yesterday, you know, that that real um, positive enforcement from a friend that says, hey, this is a great person. You know, I recommend them and we're good to go. But what's happening now in the digital world is people are taking these social connections and they're asking the same questions, you know, online because we're connected to so many more people. Uh, So, again, according to our they're they're still going up and they're asking friends if they know a good real estate agent. Now first time home buyers and sellers, it shows that they're going online and they're searching and they're shopping for real estate agents, you know, online.
0: And um there's also that stat which I don't recall verbatim, uh uh the one about uh people trusting peer recommendations versus advertising, oh. which I believe is um remember that one? Ninety percent,
1: yep, it's ninety percent of people trust peer recommendations. And only 14% of people trust advertisements. So that, that Contact Me page, which is the second most visited tab on a real estate agent's website, by the way, your Contact Me page. So if that page is filled with a couple paragraphs that you wrote about you telling people how awesome you are, and that's technically what you're supposed to do with a Contact Me page, right? But if that's what it contains and it does not contain third-party recommendations and videos or pictures of your past clients telling people how awesome you are, then we're missing out on a big opportunity right there, because it's not what you say about you, and it's not what types of ads that you put out. It's what other people say about you.
0: Exactly. And going back to what you said about what the – I haven't personally seen the new profile of home buyers and sellers. I didn't realize it was out yet. I'm anxious to see that, just to see if the percentages have changed, because I um I remember I actually um purchased you should be flattered to hear this, I purchased a purchased a webinar that you did. Um back I think it was in January of two thousand twelve. That's how much I respect your opinion. I paid money for it. And wow. in that in that um it was actually sort of a uh it was like a slide share with audio sort of a thing. Um yeah. you talked mm-hmm. about how much the stats had changed, and the one you just quoted—the ninety percent trust peer recommendations, fourteen percent trust ads—in a two-year period, that stat had changed quite a lot. Is that? Do you yeah, remember it, that? Was, it
1: was in the mid seventies. I haven't looked at that stat in a while, but it, it went from the mid seventies up to ninety percent. That didn't come from the NAR uh, stats. That was a uh, was an Eichmann statistic.
0: Ah, okay. But somebody yeah. credible said that. Yes. Okay, so the point I was getting at, obviously, was simply that the stat moved quite a lot in a short period of time. Now, granted, Absolutely. we've reached the point of you know ninety percent. How much higher can it go? But I think it's important <laughs> to make that point that it it's moved quite a lot in recent years. Also, to add to something you said a moment ago about. You know the fact that people still, for the most part, get recommendations for agents from just knowing someone and asking. There's a there's that pie chart that appeared in the the last um, profile of home buyers and sellers that I saw. The one that's called most important factors when choosing an agent. If you remember that one, um, yep. mm-hmm. Just just to go through that real fast. The first. The first factor, the most important factor, which was used 31% of the time, was that, quote, the agent is honest and trustworthy. The second most important factor was the reputation. Of the agent, so we see right there just in those first two, and again, those were the first or the the two greatest factors when choosing an agent. You have got fifty four percent are picking an agent based upon honesty, trustworthiness, and reputation, which in my mind, those are really almost the same thing. Yeah, so
1: absolutely.
0: That's, I would agree that, and and that really ties into this whole the whole thing we're talking about very nicely. I think in the sense that it really is all about reviews ratings reputation what's interesting to note too is that the third biggest reason that people choose an agent is because the agent is a friend or a family member which I think it's
1: the same i'm going to try to look it up before the end of our call because I, i i think it's the same
0: well i i found that kind of you know i don't mean to be sarcastic but kind of laughable it's like you know i i don't know i mean i'll stop there but so it's it the point is really it it's all about the reputation honesty integrity of the agent first and foremost which for, first and foremost which is why these ratings and reviews are so darn crucial so yeah. there's those and, stats. and Michael, can, I,
1: can I interject something real quick right oh, there Oh please
0: please please yeah, so
1: you said it's it's a friend or a family member and uh, and we're also going to discuss during this call how important you know social media is to your online reputation because you know, your online reputation just isn't about reviews on Yelp or these other websites. It's everything that, that you put out there. Oh, and the for agents sure. that have these large um, spheres of influence online on Facebook, hey, you know what, they're probably getting business from that just by being friends with a lot of people because that shows you just the, the, the statistic you just gave us there that, hey, people choose their friend. And if you're friends with someone online and you're a realtor, you just increased your chances exponentially of getting business from that person
0: you know what it's amazing that no one has ever made that observation to me before and I've never made it before and that really is an excellent point and one more reason people really should be involved in social media so yeah. so we've got these stats um you know we we've we've just talked about the factors that people seem to use to choose agents but what else do people do steve during that that agent you know discovery process what other things are they doing
1: Sure. well i mean just like anything else they're, they're going online just like before you want to buy a product you go online and you go through your due diligence and and you do your research and just by showing or by looking at the numbers of the amount of google searches that go on for real estate agents real estate agent reviews just knowing the traffic that realtor.com gets on you know on the profile section you wouldn't think it gets that much that much traffic and i don't have a number off the top of my head but but it does and if you go into google and you begin typing in a, a Google search, uh, for example, like real estate agent, on my Google profile, it's probably going to be a little bit different than yours, you because know, yep. I'm logged in and it's going to provide different results. But for most profiles that I saw, when you begin typing in real estate agent, reviews pops up as the, an, an option right underneath salary. And The funniest thing is real estate agent salary appears underneath Google where it tries to guess what you're typing first. And did you know that's the only page that you can click on that's totally blank, you know, when you search for that in Google? Nothing appears.
0: Now I'm dead to <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought it was a joke, but I didn't want to assume it. I didn't want to laugh unless I unless I knew it was okay to laugh. That's funny. Yeah,
1: yeah so, it's probably, probably so yeah, pretty bad. But, but reviews appears there first, and a plethora of websites appeared on the screen from – incredible agents, to rate my agents to real estate rankings, to Yelp, to Angie's List, to Zillow, to Realtor, I mean, site after site after site.
0: Which really proves the point. One of the things I mentioned in my blog post this morning was the explosion of these rating sites. It's almost, you know, you and I study this for a living. I mean, we do. I mm-hmm. mean, I have a business that's based entirely on this issue, and you are compensated in part for being an expert on this topic. And I think mm-hmm. you're going to agree with me when I say this. I have a hard time keeping up with it. It's like oh, yeah. there's there's a new company that comes out. It fe- I mean, I'm sure I'm exaggerating, but it feels like there's a new company coming out every week. I mean, there are, there are two that I discovered this week for the this first time. Week. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, week? HomeLight, which
1: we're going to talk about later, right? Yep. The, the yep, HomeLight.com. Exactly. I mean, exactly. that's a brand new one, and, and people are trying to – they just know how big reviews are. I mean, I found my dentist. I found my dentist. By not being happy with my current dentist, or I should say my old dentist, um, I went to the same dentist for like I don't even know 20, 25 years, and I hated, absolutely hated my dentist. But my entire family went to the same dentist, so I had no family members to ask, you know, what dentist I should I should go to. <laughs> so I did I, I just hated that dentist. That, that dentist killed me every time I went in. And finally, I said, you know what? I have this amazing thing in front of me. It's called a computer. And I can just use the power of my friends, and I typed in best dentists. I lived in Westchester at the time, you know, Westchester, PA. And all these reviews popped up of local dentists. And I simply selected the dentist that had the most and best reviews. It was pretty simple. I went there and had the best dental experience of my entire life thus far. And the funny thing is, Michael, now everyone, my entire family, because we all went to the same dentist. We all hated that dentist. None of us left. But now that I found this new dentist, everyone switched to the new dentist. Every single one of my family members. Wow! And year.
0: you stop you stop and think about the you know the economic impact of that of that one little story in terms of I don't know how many people you're talking about made the switch, but you know dent, I think dentists are pretty pretty well compensated. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I know mine is. I know mine is. So it's like you look at the loss of income for your previous dentist, you look at the gain in income for your new dentist, and it all came back to simple reviews. And I think yeah. that story is being played out and repeated literally a hundred thousand times a day, spread across all industries in america slash the world
1: and again, this is
0: why I think we both have such a passion for this topic because we see that and know that it's it 's really happening and that's a great story that that really resonates with me and in fact, you told that story in the um the the webinar that I purchased, and I remember that was the biggest thing I took away from that was steve's dentist story so thanks for sharing that <laughs> so so we've got all these reviews happening and you know there's this 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 as you said is a plethora of rating sites um what actually before we get into that before we even get into the specifics about what, you know which rating sites etc let's talk about um let's talk about i don't know how to phrase it the qualitative aspects not the qualitative, but what should people be looking for or what other things are there to be considered in this conversation? In other words, should people be striving for the maximum number of reviews? Um, are there red flags that people see when they look at reviews, which is part of what was talked about in that ABC report, which we'll come back yeah. to. But just as a general sort of a blanket question, what would you say there? Yeah, it's,
1: numbers do matter. Uh, when people evaluate, when you see a restaurant you know, on Yelp, or on any other service that you may be using, and it has two reviews, you instantly think, "Well, it's the owner and the waitress." You
0: know, I'm not going <laughs> there, even if that's five star <laughs> reviews.
1: So numbers play a crucial role, but but even by the the article that you just uh, posted to your blog, there, it, people need to believe what you have, and so many review sites now allow you to add photos and video, and that and that almost like verifies or solidifies that review. If you see a testimonial online, and it says, J.H. said that they had a great experience with, you know, with Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not very powerful, right? But if you go online and you see John, a video of John, speaking to the camera, telling you how passionate he is about his realtor, Bob, and you watch that, well, wow. Now, now that review carries a totally different weight. And there's a website... Um, out there called Dreamtown. It's a uh real estate website. I think it's up in Chicago. I think it's up by by your area. Have you heard of Dreamtown, Michael?
0: Uh, have I heard of them? Let me tell you a quick story.
1: Um, <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. And uh <laughs> actually I can't really tell you the story because if I do it'll, my credibility will be forever ruined, but let me just say this. <laughs> that 7 years ago or maybe it was even maybe it was even 9 years ago, one of my agents based here in suburban Detroit Traveled to Chicago and met with one of the principals of Dreamtown. And they okay. did so specifically to gain intelligence regarding what they were doing with their website with web leads. I'll stop the story. Okay. There. All right. <laughs> yes, yes, I well, know about Dreamtown. Well, what, okay,
1: so what they're doing with testimonials is also, I, I guess what they're doing is pretty good with web leads, what you're talking about, but for testimonial wise, they have. 1488 testimonials on their own website or on what? their own website 1488 video testimonials
0: uh, This is on the their first website. I've heard of that that is so, mind blowing
1: So if you go to dreamtown.com/testimonials you'll bring up all of these videos I mean and it just goes through and it's it's astounding if anybody watches this you know through the power of video they're they're not going to think that Dreamtown is cheating you they're not going to think these are made up these are real people in the homes that they just bought talking about how awesome the real estate agent was that's immensely powerful now people have to find the dreamtown website and have to be on the website to get there and we're going to talk about how these other websites are pulling traffic away and how people are finding their websites first and there's a lot of other factors but but man it is really powerful
0: yeah i did i've never heard that before and that that just the sheer number, you know, fourteen hundred and eighty eight, if that's the number you just said, that's that's overwhelming. It's like even if there's a whole bunch of fake ones and there there's still gotta be you know <laughs> right. twelve hundred real ones and that alone is is is, is un- unbelievable. What can agents so numbers do? do count. Yeah. Oh yeah. What what can agents do in terms of easy, quick monitoring? Because I think one of the biggest big part of this one of the big parts of this conversation is just being aware. For people to be aware of what's being said about them, what are, what are some yeah. easy solutions or some solutions that you can that you can talk about?
1: Yeah, there, there's there's actually a lot out there. There's uh, monitoring solutions through Google. There's social media monitoring solutions, which you should probably talk about. You know that topic since you are the you are the Twitter king. But I'll, I'll definitely start with uh, with Google here. Google has a free tool called Google Alerts, and if you're not using Google Alerts definitely something everyone should be using. Now, there are some reasons why you might not get the full functionality out of it, and we'll talk about that in a second here. But, for example, my name is Stephen Passanelli. It's, uh, it's not really a, a common name out there. And I use Google Alerts to I enter in a, a, a query, which is my name, and I type my name in quotes when I get to the Google Alerts website. And Google will automatically send me an email when someone mentions my name out there on the Internet somewhere. And it will do it as soon as it finds my name out there on the Internet. And so we talked about all these different websites. When I I used to go into offices and I used to show agents that their profiles are on these websites, like Incredible Agents and, and Rate My Agent and Real Estate Ratings, they were just floored. They had no idea, but if they had a Google Alert system set up, where the program would tell them that their profile is on there and that someone had a review or posted a review, then they would have been equipped to handle either the good or the bad in that review. So what Google Alerts does is it scours the Internet, allows you to key in your name, sends the alerts immediately. And if you're going to use something like that, you need to make sure that you also use all the variations of your name, including common misspellings. So if you go into Google Alerts, you want to create several alerts. So I would create one for Stephen Passanelli, then Stephen E Passanelli, then Stephen Enyo Pasanelli, and then Steve E Pasanelli. It only takes. Yeah, you know, it sounds like a lot of work. It only takes like, you know, a minute or two to do all of them, and yep. now you're set up with an online monitoring plan that Google helps you out with.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because uh, I've been using that method myself for a while. And you know, I think one thing that's this is a little bit off point, but I think it, I think it's it's on point enough that it's worth mentioning. Which is, you see somebody write a negative review negative review about a company, for example.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, you and I both know I've created a Facebook group called Raise the Bar. There's another Facebook group called yep. What Should I Spend My Money On? And there's these groups out there where you know people and products and services and companies are talked about every day, all day long. And yeah. I have seen, I can think of one perfect example right now where um, a, a certain thing was being talked about in a very negative way. And you know how it is with the the online mentality. It's like a, it's like a mob or a herd mentality sometimes. And what yeah. you can have is one person says, oh, yeah, that guy's a bum. And then somebody else comes in and says, yeah, he is a bum. And then before you know it, there's 20 of those. And remember, yeah. digital is forever, potentially. So yep. if you were to go out and if you knew who I was talking about and you were to Google this person, you would find what I'm talking about. So, um, And the point I'm getting at ultimately is if that person had a Google Alert set up for themselves, maybe they could have gotten in there quickly to diffuse yeah. it. Because I can think of another example that happened very similar to the one I'm referring to where a negative comment was made, and this company was in there – I'm not kidding you – in 20 seconds with a – I don't know how they did this, and of course I'm exaggerating. um, It was probably more like five minutes, but in five minutes, this this person had written probably 300 words of this is what happened, this is why you think what you think, this is what you're not considering, and – our humblest apologies. What can we do to make it up to you? And when that happens, yeah. it, it diffuses just, it. Di- exactly. It diffuses a potential bomb. And that's why I think this thing you're talking about, Google Alerts, is so crucial. And I think every person, whether real real estate person or whoever you are, should be doing this just specifically to, to make sure that you know everything that's ever written about you online, specifically because it has these potential qualities of one is survivability the fact that it can last forever and two the fact that you know something that said this actually we had this I said this in a in a group yesterday somebody was saying well i think that in real life comments in other words I say something bad about Steve Fastenalty to somebody that I know. Okay? He was saying, I think that's as damaging as you know this, this online reputation. And I said the same thing that I'm saying now. I said, no way, because this is indexable, it's searchable, it survives forever, etc. I mean, you get the point. I know you already know this. But I think it's a really big point, so that's why I'm hammering it. Also, you mentioned um, in passing, you said, to type this in quotes. For those who aren't as expert in this as you, what's the reason for that?
1: yep uh so when you type it in in quotes there's and this might be hard. I usually explain this with a screen in front of me um,
0: Sorry.
1: but be, oh, that's all right um before google Google didn't give you a number of options on the type of information to deliver so if you didn't type your name in in quotes, you might have gotten Google Alerts for Steve and or Pasinelli. might have not been you. Probably not the best thing to do. So if you key it in quotes, it locks feed together with Passanelli. Now Google has an option on their alert screen that says only the best results, and they added that in because people didn't know to key their name in in quotes. So it, mm-hmm. it Google does its best job of only giving information for you. But if you understand and you know to key your name in in quotes, you want to choose all results because we locked it in, we did it the right way. Now, of course, this doesn't work for for everyone, because we have a mutual uh, good buddy, and his name is Chris Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be pretty hard for our buddy Chris to set up a Google Alert for himself. Why? Yeah. Because there's about four billion Chris Smiths out there on the planet, <laughs> and he's going to get Google Alerts for everyone. So uh... can he use it well? Chris, that, that name is so common, probably not, but if someone has a, uh, a semi-common name, you can type in your name in quotes to, to create a Google alert, and then after that maybe type in real estate or maybe type in, you know, your hometown or your city or where you live, and it will find things that has your name in it and real estate or your company name. So it will it will do a decent job of honing it down because maybe you're the only one with your name in your local area or that's a real estate agent. People like Chris Smith, they they can't use Google Alerts in that fashion, but there's a billion other ways to use Google Alerts. I mean, all it is is an information funnel. There's too much information coming at us these days, and Google Alerts helps you funnel that down. So if you want to learn more about uh, online reputation, you can create a Google Alert about online reputation or SEO marketing for websites, and it will send you emails not as these articles appear on the web but maybe you set it up for once a week and at the end of each week you get a single email that will contain all the things written on the internet about those topics or even do one for your local real estate market so i would do like downingtown real estate set it up for once a week i get a single email that tells me about what my competition is writing about about the downingtown real estate market that's pretty important now
0: That's huge, and it really takes us off in a different topic, but I think it's worth talking about for just a second, which is I think a lot of people, you know, uh, uh, the preface to this is content creation, and if you're a person who wants to blog or create valuable content on Twitter or Facebook or wherever else. um, Chris Smith wrote one of my favorite blog posts of all time. I have quoted this blog post so many times, and he wrote it on (laughs) techsavvyagent.com, and it's called... uh, aggregate, filter, rinse, and repeat. And it's basically exactly what you just said, which is setting up Google Alerts for something like Downingtown Real Estate and, and getting that information. And when people tell me, as Chris said in this post, when when agents say, I'm not creative or I can't write or I don't know where to get information, this completely undermines that attitude because all you have to do is set up one of these alerts or a number of these alerts and you're you're just... You know, served up on a platter information that's potentially perfect for using in a blog post or a video yeah. or a tweet or a Facebook. And with that being said about Facebook, where does Facebook fit into this whole conversation about online reputation? Do you have any thoughts on Facebook as it relates to this topic?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> online reputation is such a vast topic. You know, these days, before when I first started doing the class, like five years ago, I, I literally just talked about some of these. Websites You've been doing
0: this these. class for five years.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh wow. Yep.
1: Yeah. So when when I hired Chris, because Chris worked with me at uh, at Top Producer at the time, and when I hired Chris, which was five or six years ago, that's when that's when I created the class. So it might have been even longer than oh,
0: that. Oh wow. Amazing. You're way ahead so, of the curve. Well, I don't know about that, because as
1: as you said, it it branches off into so many different directions now. And and now Facebook is such a part of your online rep, because it's not just what these other websites are saying, it's what you're putting out there and what you're promoting. And is that picture that you posted of you drinking the beer at the party, you know, that one time or that your friend posts, will that that affect you? Will that affect your online rep? And unfortunately, everything we do online, you know, affects our, our online reputation. But... You know what, that also draws people people closer to us as well. We we open up ourselves in ways today that has we've never done before yep. as a human race. And if like for example, ten years ago, if someone if someone saw pictures of your kids that meant that they were over your house, checking out your photo album, looking at pictures, and they were a close friend. If someone knew what you were going to do next weekend or what you did last weekend, it's because you picked up the phone and you had a one-to-one conversation and you talked to them on the phone. Yep. Now, people were not even close with. Our ex-boyfriend or girlfriend from 15 years ago knows exactly what we did last weekend, knows what our kids' names are, knows what we're going to do next weekend, knows every single facet you know, of of our being because we decided to basically give up or throw up all of our information onto Facebook. But that, that can bring people closer to you. I mean, just because you have a family life and a personal life, you don't have to be all business all the time. When people see that you have a passion for life and they see that you're a good mother or a good father with your kids and you're doing fun things... People want to work with you. you know they, they say, "Wow, that you know, Steve seems like a nice guy, or Michael seems like a nice guy. You know Look at all the cool things that he does, and, and he has a vigor and a passion, and that's the type of person that I want to work with. So all of these like little things that you think wouldn't be related to your online reputation, even a picture of your son you know is is totally tied into to your oh, online yeah. persona
0: absolutely and i in fact i wrote a blog post a few years ago um called think before you tweet and it's really peripheral to what everything you just said which is you know it's such a double edged sword of all the things you just said which i completely agree with you know that you can attract people by just being who you are and that's one of the things i love about social media in general is that you know, you just put yourself out into the world and let it attract who it attracts. Now there will be yeah. those who would argue. There will be those who would argue. Yeah, but I'm going to push some people away because they won't like me. To which I would say, so what? Because in real life, that was probably going to happen anyway. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, if you exactly. connected with them, you know, you can finish the thought there. So my view is that you're just—it's like a filter. It's—it's it's pulling the correct people toward you. It's pushing the correct people away from you, and it's probably saving you a lot of angst in some respects in terms of ending up with the right clientele, not ending up with the wrong clientele. So I think that that social aspect is is really important. And I can't believe this, Steve. We've only got 20 minutes left, and we're not even like a third of the way through what I hope to talk about. <laughs> I apologize. It's my fault for bogging us down. So let's let's move forward here. So let's talk now about some of the specific sites that are – that are um, related to this, again, this topic of online reputation. One that I've yeah. heard you talk about before, I believe it was I saw you speak at Explode Chicago. You talked a little bit about um, Google.com slash places. Why don't you talk a little bit about what that is and why that matters?
1: Yeah, that's it's even more important right now, Google.com slash places, because… More important this than is what? A website, uh, I'm sorry? More important than what? Oh, it's even more important now than than it used to be because of mobile. Oh, gotcha. And so, and you know, I'll, I'll explain why here. Because Google.com/slash/places is is a place for you, you know, to register your business with Google. So if someone goes on to, let's pretend it's a desktop computer, they go onto a laptop or desktop, they run a search for you know for real estate agents or companies. A map appears when they do a geographic search, or when Google thinks it's doing a geographic search, a map appears on the right-hand side of the screen. Now, what they're seeing in the center of the screen are the paid advertisements up on top, the organic results directly underneath. And there's a chance that people, because Google knows where you are based on your IP address sometimes, that people would go to the map and they would check out the, the local offices there. And, of course, Google has its own reviews. So when they click on an office from the map, map section, um, there are reviews for each agency. Now, the reason why mobile is – reason why this is even more important now that mobile is out is because if you run a search on your Android phone or you run a search on your iPhone uh, through Google, those – geographic results that appeared on the right-hand side of the page on your desktop actually appear in the main. It's only a single column on your mobile device and appears in the main feed. And it sorts those reviews by rating. So someone searches for real estate offices in Downingtown on their mobile. It pops up. The organic results that do not appear first. Right underneath, you'll see A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Those are the geographic local results. And the ratings are right there on the screen. Someone's on their mobile; they're viewing local first, and that's why it's even more powerful. Because that's why, or that's where most people are going to start searching for first on that mobile device while watching TV or multitasking. Yep.
0: That's, yeah, absolutely. Those are different. excellent points. So what what does a uh, what does the typical agent do to exploit that, or to leverage it, or to however you would best phrase that thought?
1: Yeah, just make sure you have a profile, and and I think we're going to get to this topic here soon, but it's how do you know which websites to have profiles on? How do you how do you gain or garner reviews on all of these different websites? How do you be in all places at once? And and the answer is you, you can't. And based on the knowledge that I've received from traveling around the country and talking to the top, you know top agents around the country, you need to choose three, maybe tops four sites. That you would like to start building your online reputation with, and you need to decide which websites get more traffic in your local area, which websites are people using more in your local area and I keep mentioning that local area phrase because it's different everywhere you know where I live, incredible agents might have way more traffic than real estate ratings, and you know do you want to do Yelp or do you want to do you know google places and you have to you have to figure out which review sites work the best for your hometown, and then you choose your favorite three. And you say, okay, I know that I'm going to do Google Places because it's Google, and that's important, and I know that I'm going to do Yelp, and we'll explain why someone might want to do Yelp here in a second, and I know that, you know, I'm also going to do, you know, the, the new, Realtor.com just released new reviews on their website as well, so, you know, you might want to choose like a Realtor.com or a, or a Zillow, and you, you choose your, your three or four favorite ones And every time you work with someone, you don't tell them to go to four different websites. You tell the person to go to the first one. Then the next person you work with, you tell them to go to the second one. The third person, you tell them to go to the third one. And you rotate. And that's to make sure that you don't have all of your eggs in the same basket and you're not left high and dry on another another popular website. But you're also not spreading yourself too thin by only having one review on each website, you know, if you kind of do a round-robin rotation with a small amount of websites optimized for your area, I think that's the best the best way to go. And that's what, uh, you know, I learned that actually from uh, Christina Wise. She was one of the first people that, that said that she uses three or, three or four websites.
0: Well, I love everything you just said there. Let's back up a step, though. You said you figure out which couple, you two or three websites that you want to focus on, and then you start building your review base there. How do people figure out which of those sites to use? Is there a way or is it just to use one of the sites that you just mentioned or what?
1: Yeah, and it is going to be different. So they, they want to use a website like uh Compete or Quantcast, that's Q-U-A-N-T-C-A-S-T, or Compete, C O M P-E-T-E. And these websites will give you traffic ratings. We'll tell you a little bit about the websites that you would like to evaluate. So you would run a search and you would see how much traffic that those websites are getting and you would determine which ones that you want to start building your reputation on based on traffic. But also we need to be we need to think ahead of the curve too. If a company like um let me see if I can get this to work. I have my my iPad mini next to me. I never tried doing this on my iPad. You got a thing. mini?
0: When did you get the mini?
1: Um, I I got to NAR and and I, and I worked for a pretty good company I guess because it uh, it was just it sitting there. Move move gave it to me. They said they they can't have their technology person not having the latest technology. So I kind of agree awesome. with that. <laughs> I I agree. But, but pretend uh, pretend I was on my iPhone here, and I'll see if I can hold this up to my phone so you can hear it. But if I go on to an Apple device, it could be an iPad. An iPhone, a mini, doesn't make a difference. And I asked Siri. There we go. Oh, come on, Siri. Let's try this one more time. (laughs) We can make an attempt now. Siri, find me a good real estate agent. I found 15 real estate agencies. Nine of them are fairly close to you. I've sorted them by rating.
0: Could you hear that at all? Oh, my God. I could hear it perfectly. That was cool. That was really cool.
1: So what's interesting here is the Daniel Robbins team appears first, Long and Foster's coming up second. But the Daniel Robbins team, that's a small team at the REMAX office. It's right down the road. Why in the world are they appearing first? Well, notice when I said, Siri, find me a good real estate agent. Siri actually listened and said, I've sorted them by rating. So yep. what are Apple devices using? See, these are things that we need to consider too because it's not Absolutely. really a website. It's not like something that you can research, but heck, Apple's using Yelp ratings. And if Apple's using Yelp ratings, that might be something that I might want to take a look at for sure in providing or in a place for for me to have my profile and a place for me to to gather reviews from my clients.
0: So let's talk Let's drill down on that one because that's really important and ties back to the to the thing that I've been waiting to talk about regarding that ABC uh, uh, segment from last night. So one is, it is a fact that Siri is based on Yelp, true? Yes. You know that for a fact? Yes, true. Okay, So so that alone is huge, and it's interesting because when we talk about, as you just said it perfectly, Steve, thinking ahead – Let's go back to the before any of us had ever heard the word Siri. Okay? Did any of us, well, I'm sure somebody did, but I certainly didn't. Were you thinking that a technology would be dropped from the sky tomorrow that would completely potentially modify the way search happens?
1: <laughs>
0: well, cuz I sure wasn't.
1: No. I I I, I thought about it cuz you know Google owns search, right? And for any other company to to compete you know, I, I always wondered how Google wasn't, you know, a monopoly. And you look at Apple, and you look how smart the the Apple people are and the executives, and and you gotta wonder, like, what are they gonna do to to compete with that? And and I didn't realize when you no, know, when Siri first came out, I wish I was smart enough to realize that, but I didn't realize that it really is a search engine. It's a way for for Apple to kind of go around or circumvent. Uh, Google, because they're using their own data sources, and they're doing their own searches, and and after I began using Siri for a while, I'm like, smart suckers over there at Apple. Look what they're trying to do. <laughs> they're yep. pulling people away. Because they don't, you know, going to Google and typing in a search is so yesterday. Just being able to ask a question and having man- answers magically appear in front of you, you know, wow, that seems like the future, right?
0: <laughs> well, are you, have you, this is a serious question, have you do you use Siri consistently? I
1: do. I, do. I use I use Siri. I, I first started using Siri just to set my alarm because it was way easier to say, set my alarm for 6 a.m., boom, than to find because I have so many gaps yep. and icons all over. And so that's how I began using Siri, except when I first got it, to do, like, stupid things, ask Siri random questions to see what she would say. Right. Um, but then I began using Siri to schedule my appointments. And then after I started using schedule my appointments, I began using Siri for for everything. I drive to the airport a lot, and uh, and I use Siri to make my phone calls, you know, because I'll just hit it and say the name, and so I don't have to touch the phone and, and remain safe, you know, while while driving, uh, or use Siri to send a quick text message. So I find I'm using it more and more, and the more that
0: I use it, the better it's working. So so that's awesome. That's that's really cool to know because I really I, I I'm embarrassed to tell you that I'm still using an um an iPhone four. I don't even have Siri. So uh, I, I'm kind of I'm way behind the curve, but I'm curious, and I like to ask people that question because what I hear over and over is exactly what you just said. So that if that's true for the masses, which I'm thinking that it is, and I I respect the fact that there are plenty of people who are you know Android users etc. who you know are, are tuning out as we're having this conversation. I apologize, for yeah. that but I think this point is still worth 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 making that this is the trend, and if Siri is base basing its Responses on Yelp reviews. Then, if I'm a real estate agent, I damn sure want to make sure I have a presence there. So yeah,
1: there's only one problem with with Yelp though, and it's 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 a blessing at the same time. um Yelp is the hardest place to generate reviews, and the reason why is basically what what you read in your in your article. They are all over fake reviews, and they want to make sure that it's a safe place to get real reviews. And what will happen is you have your profile on Yelp. You tell one of your clients to give you a review on Yelp. They go on, and they write a fantastic review, and, and you're an amazing real estate agent, and they hit the enter button, and you can see the review, but that review is never actually placed on your profile. Why? Why? Well, because the person that wrote the review, that's only the second Yelp review that they ever wrote, and Yelp looks at that and says, "Uh uh-uh, we're not doing that. You need to be a consistent Yelp provider
0: to make sure that review
1: shows up. So it is the hardest place out of all of them to get reviews, but is it the most reliable, I would say, then? Yeah, probably. Probably.
0: Well, you know it's interesting again. Let's let's talk about what was on that ABC report. That the fact that it said, and this, this is a quote. You know, this is a quote from the video that you can find in the blog post on verifiedagent.com. Again, the video comes from ABC News last night, and it said uh, that uh, some sources say that as many as thirty percent of all online reviews are completely fake. That's the quote. Now, yeah. I want to I want to point out a couple things. One is the comment was made about all online reviews, not just Yelp. Okay. So I want to make, I want to make that clear. Um, so we're not just picking on Yelp, but that really does, you know, that's the other side of the coin here is that if you're a consumer listening to this conversation, you know, be, be a little bit wary for that reason. And I think that this, you know, this whole topic of online reviews and reputation is one that is super dynamic. It's, it's, completely evolutionary right now in the sense that, as we already said here, new companies coming into existence seemingly every month, and I think there's just going to be this continued evolution, evolution, evolution going forward. And again, the company that I created called Verified Agent was in part created because we saw this coming. We knew that there was going to be some percentage of these reviews which were not going to be legitimate, so we created a service that attempts to diffuse that problem and make sure that when you're researching an agent that you're getting really straight, you know, credible information that we actually verify. So that's why we exist at verified agent. But my real point there was simply that I think that we're if we're if the if this online reputation thing is a marathon, we're in about mile three. You know, we've got oh, a absolutely. lot of miles absolutely. left. Let's talk a little bit let's talk the real estate a, industry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about socialbios.com. What is that?
1: Social bios is a way for you to I mean there's so many places to get reviews. Um, this is a way for you to syndicate reviews, and that's just one small portion of, of what they do, uh, but for example, you need to have testimonials on your website on top of all these other places that we talked about. You probably want to have the testimonials on your Facebook page, too. You probably have a blog, and should you have testimonials there? Well, yeah. Oh, and then your company website. What about that website? Are they linked to Yelp or anything else? Well, no, they're not either. Well, shoot, we need testimonials there, too. Well, crap, how do we we get them to all these different places? And that's what Social Buyers does, and it it does it for free. It's a a totally free account. It's not free-ish where it's like, you know, use it now. When you really begin using it, you pay more later. It's free in every sense of the word, free. It allows you to place a widget on your website, on your blog, on your Facebook page, on your company's website. It's a little line of code that you paste in. And when you get a review on your website, it will automatically send that review to all of your other sites that you control. So we don't have to copy and paste or go in or manually do all the work. It happens automatically. Plus, When someone writes a review on your website, it is automatically sent out through your social networks, the ones that you want it to be sent out through. So it goes on to LinkedIn. It goes on, it's tweeted out through Twitter. It goes on to, as I said, you know, your Facebook page, your business pages. But are we really trying to go after our sphere of influence or do we want to go after the person that wrote the review, their sphere of influence? That's who we're really trying to go after, right, a new sphere. And when someone writes a review for you, on your website using that social bias widget that you install, it will automatically post that to their social networks too. So if they have 400 friends on Facebook, their 400 friends just saw that they had a fantastic experience with you. They saw the post. And if someone's thinking about moving, now they know who to ask if they know a good realtor. And they already know that they know a good realtor because they saw that post on their Facebook feed. And that is an extremely powerful tool right there. And not only that, it goes to the Realtor.com account profile on Realtor.com as well. So that's a no-brainer free tool. There's no cap to use that will just help you syndicate reviews.
0: No, I think I agree with all that. I think it really is a no-brainer because, you know, a there's so much redundancy, especially when we're talking about all these different places, you know, social, review sites, et cetera, et cetera. So many places that, you know, you're, you're fortunate enough to get that good review from somebody, and now you've got yeah. to copy and paste and copy and paste and put it here and put it there and send it to your web guy who updates your web page a week later, <laughs> yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I think that's uh, that's a great tool. And, again, you say it's free.
1: Yeah, it's there there is no paid version. It it is free, it'll remain free. And just the also the fact that your reviews go on to Realtor dot com too and they're on your own website. Hey, Realtor.com is the it's the largest directory of real estate agents in the country. So it's probably a pretty pretty good idea to have some reviews there too, right? We need them everywhere. Yeah, I've heard
0: of this realtor dot com tumble. <laughs> yeah. Brand new yeah, the, the ten out. trillion pound gorilla of the industry for sure. So, um we, believe it or not, Steve, we're down to four minutes. So we actually have a number yeah. of things that that we haven't gotten to. So now that we know there's four minutes left, is there any topic that you wanted to cover that we haven't touched on? Geez, I mean, <laughs> there, there's there's so much to go over, and I know. And I mean, we we have our little outline here. There's there's so much stuff left that we didn't talk about.
1: Um,
0: pick one. Pick one. Just pick one that you think is important.
1: Let's see. So. Whatever the
0: search, whatever.
1: Right, let's do this
0: because you said let's 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 go down a little bit deeper on something you said earlier. You said the about me pages are the second most visited pages on a realtor's website, right? You said that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Let's talk about why that is, and let's talk about what should be there.
1: Yeah. Well, that, this would actually be a continuing conversation. I mentioned that social bios does does more, um, than it does. It actually it will it will fix your about me page and actually give you, give someone a reason to choose you as their real estate agent based on their social graph. So we, we build these incredible networks online of you know all of our friends and families and all the people that we connect with and our likes and interests and people stay perpetually logged into all their social networks. I mean, let's face it. You don't go up to Facebook and find the sign out button. And when you hit sign out, it says, do you really wish to sign out? Yes, I do. You don't do that. You just close the window so if you have that social bias installed, not only is it a testimonials engine, but it's a it's an engine that will instantly compare your social graph to their entire social graph. When they get to your About Me page on your website, it will say, see what we have in common. They click the button. Bam, it goes to work. It will, it will show you common friends, common interests, possible connections. And now that person visiting your website knows more about you. They know what they have in common with you because how do – how do good real estate agents work in the real world? When they meet somebody, they try to find a commonality with that person, right? You know, Absolutely. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you've been in this situation where you met somebody and you talked them over the phone, and then you finally met them in person a week later and you found out that they uh, went to the same high school as you or they were friends with your cousin. Your relationship goes to the next level the second that that happens, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So this will
1: do that online. It does it instantly. It does it through the social connections. And probably my favorite feature, and by the way, this is still all free, so I'm not pitching or selling anything. There's nothing to, nothing to sell. Uh, but my favorite feature is I have social buyers installed on my Tech Savvy agent website and my business page. And I know who's visiting my website and my business page without them filling out a lead gen form. I have their photo. I have their name. I can get in wow. contact with them. And they didn't fill out a form at all.
0: Wow. I didn't know it did that. Yeah, because they're, that's, because they're that's logged cool. into their
1: social media account, right? And so because they're logged in and they want to see what they have in common with you, boom, that opened up the rights right there. And I have like 17,670 pages of people that have visited my website and clicked on my About Me page and wanted to see what they have in common.
0: Oh, my God! Steve! We're down to forty seconds, so I wanted to oh, just no. say um I wanted to say one thank you so much for being here. I knew that we were going to have a very dynamic and engaging conversation, and we did, and I also knew we weren't going to probably cover everything, so I apologize to our listeners for that, but Steve, you know, thank you so much for your time. so expert on this topic. I hope you'll be willing to come back again at some point in the future to give us an update on where this topic Absolutely. is in maybe so six months totally or so. Different. It will be. And, again, thank you so much, Steve. We really appreciate your being here and uh, look forward to seeing you online. Steve on Twitter is at Steve Passanelli, and, uh, again, he's on techsavvyagent.com. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Michael. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon.